Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Uh, Today, I have a really old friend. Uh, I don't want to age us too much, but I have one of my best friends from college joining us who actually was a college basketball star. So this is a unique twist. Um, She wasn't always a runner, and I know she um, probably doesn't love running, but she does it to stay fit. So I have Kirsten Anderson on today. Uh, Kirsten, I'm just going to pass it right off to you to introduce yourself yourself and tell us a little bit about you, your family, and just, you know, where you are in your life now. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to connect with you this way and congrats on your podcast. Um, Yeah. So I live in Minnesota, been married now for 20 years, and we have three teenage children. So we keep a busy household, which is fun. I'm grateful for that. Um, I work in the pharmaceutical industry for a large pharmaceutical company in their medical affairs department. So I'm a pharmacist by background, just like you, and Mm -hmm. um, have a really rich, busy, full life. And um, working out has always been very important to me. I was fortunate to grow up um, doing sports, and it's become a habit. And um, But things change as you get older, so I've had to modify and do different things, um, as you mentioned, as we get older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're one of the most hardworking people that I've ever met in my life. So we went to pharmacy school together, you know, and I remember uh, just watching you, you, you studied really a lot more than me. Like you were just much more persistent. And I, you know, was the person that actually like overslept and didn't go to class. So you were the one that helped me with notes and stuff. So I'm always appreciative to that. Um, I've grown up a lot since then. So uh, yeah, I I'm thankful for just your inspiration though, like watching you on the best basketball team and just like how you dealt with the pressure that you had even at that young age and you juggled everything so well. So it's, it's just always been really inspirational to me, but I want to talk about how you transitioned from your basketball years to just like, you know, when you got done with a sport, how did you, most of us still wanted to work out, but like, how did you make that transition? Yeah. Um, it's hard. And I, it's a great question. Cause I think, um, I would say that's when running actually became part of my routine. You know, I did tennis and basketball in high school through college and, um, you know, those are really a lot of sprint sports, right? It's a lot of stop start where to me, like running more than two miles at that time just sounded incredibly painful. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, once I got out of that and really, you know, as a college student needed a cheap way to Mm -hmm. exercise, Mm -hmm. um, I started running more and I just, I mean, you learn the habits of exercise and it was my stress relief. Right. So I had to continue to do something. So 
that's, I would say when I started running more, Mm -hmm. um, and I've never been a huge long distance runner, but even to this day, I incorporate it into my workout routine. So I will do, I still play tennis and pickleball a lot, which is great in the summers. I like to throw in bike riding as well, just to mix it up. And I do a lot of um, classes. So we belong to a health club and I'll do a lot of classes that incorporate weights, but to this day, I still will get the urge to just wake up and, and want to go for a run, you know, yeah. a couple times a month. And so I do that. Um, and I think variety for me, as you talk about, you know, transitioning out of a sport is key. I think just to keep um, yourself motivated and interested and taking advantage of, I mean, I live in Minnesota. So when we have nice summer weather and you can get outside mm-hmm. to do as many different activities as I can outside running trails and stuff, I really enjoy. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you as like one of the early guests, because, you know, I think runners, like we grow up running (laughs) and then we have to transition to other things, but we can look up to people like you that already were more balanced in the first place and kind of take note from that. So do you actually like, do you plan out your workouts like in a, how far in advance and do you, or do you just kind of take it week by week? Yeah. So I would say, I mean, like definitely depends on the season, but in the, in the winter, I definitely like have classes that I like to go to based on the instructors, because I feel like for my age, being middle-aged, the weight training is super important, um, just to continue to incorporate that. So there's certain classes I like that are basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the nice thing with COVID too, is a lot of classes have gone online. So even if I can't make the time I like, like the classes will be recorded or there's other options that are recorded online through the, you know, health club app Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you can do. And so I also, um, have tried to get into a little bit of cross country skiing. Gosh, that's harder than it looks. Yeah. (laughs) I thought I was coordinated, but wow, those hills are tough. So, um, you know, I, so I would say I, I have a schedule, but in the summer it's, I would say it's more day to day just because with the kids schedule, um, I will, and based on the weather really, right. If I can get outside Mm -hmm. and run or bike, or if I have tennis or pickleball scheduled with some friends, I try to do that a couple times a week in the summer too, just to mix it up when we can be outside. So it varies, but I, I make it a priority because it's, it's my sanity. I would say it's the one thing that I think it's, you, it's a habit you've developed and you just, you need, I need to exercise. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's funny because there's a couple of messages that just resonate, like that come out of each podcast interview I've done. And the first one is consistency and that like just the habit, like it's just a lifestyle and we don't even second guess it. It's just like part of who we are. And once you get to that point, I think it just becomes something that you have to do like for that mental, you know, it's, it's therapy. So it's, almost everyone has said that. And it's, it just kind of is, it just jumps out at me. What about, you know, when you did have your kids are a little bit older, they're like my, my kids age, but when they were younger, how did you fit it in? How did you make it happen? (laughs) A baby jogger, right? Yeah, me too. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, I think Mm -hmm. huge, um, you know, you schedule around their schedule basically, Mm -hmm. right. To get, to get the run in and, I had twins. So we at one point had two babies and then the, the middle child kid sitting on the hump, the wheel hump of the baby jogger, you know? Yeah. So I would do that. You know, I think another creative thing too, is like just being at the park. A lot of parks will have different like little push and pull bars that you can do. Like we had a park firehouse that even had like a, 
metal um, stair stepper that I just get on when they were like playing on the park, you know, and doing their own thing and old enough to, you know, safely, um, you know, climb all the jungle gyms and stuff. So, and I think the other thing is like when they're napping, like you can do, if I wasn't napping and had the energy, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can do all kinds of things. You can do core, you can do so much body work that you don't even need weights or anything at home that you can get in, which I think is obviously, obviously having had multiple babies at core is so important. And again, kind of incorporate some of that weight training as well, which I think is good to, as you know, for running to have those muscles that support, I've had lower back issues, right? So mm-hmm. just having, doing a lot of stretching with the hamstrings and strengthening my core has been important for me. Yeah. I think when my kids were little, I pretty much just ran. Um, and then it's been about three, four years that I finally really taken weight training seriously. And it has made a lot of difference. And like you said, it's, it's just little things. And and I, it's not always like, I can't always do, you know, 30 minutes at once. So sometimes it'll just be five minutes here and there, but I do try to fit in it, it each day and just think, and I'm like you, it might've been at the park or it might've been, you know, outside, whatever, when they're playing in their backyard, but you know, just do, the little things do matter. Yeah. And I think the research supports, like you don't need one hour of constant exercise. If you're doing a couple blocks, the 10 minutes every day, that's the same benefit you can get than maybe not running, but doing some of these other things, right. Where it's weight training or core or things like that, like that, those add up. So don't feel like you need a large chunk of time to, to get it in. Yeah. So you've always been very competitive. So I know that about you. And I'm just wondering how you dealt with kind of like the frustration of getting older and maybe not being able to do like the physical things that you used to be able to do and how you got past that mentally. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I don't think I fully realized how insanely competitive I am till my children got to into competitive sports. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've grown up and matured a lot on the sideline. I will say that, yeah. um, yep. but it's true. And I think you have to find a new way to kind of feed that, um, uh, competition. And I think I kind of do that by goal setting. And I think as you age, like my goals have changed. Like when I worked out in my younger years, it was, I just did it because it felt good. I felt like I could eat, you know, kind of what I wanted, which Uh now that's no longer the case. Like my goals for working hard are to, you know, maintain my health, to feel Mm -hmm. good, right? Like I feel different when I work out, when I eat healthy than when I don't. And I want to be able to be active with my kids, right? Like they're playing sports that I play. So I, I want to be able to do those things with them. I want to be able to get on the floor with my grandkids, hopefully, in mm-hmm. you know, 15, 20 years and yeah. have that flexibility and mobility. So I think my goals have shifted from how I look and mm-hmm. just doing what I want to do to really doing it for a long-term healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember... Uh, running with, if you, you remember my friend, Carissa, I remember her and I talking, we were like, if we go for this run, we're going to go have Dairy Queen blizzards, you know? <laughs> and it's like, yes. now, you know, <laughs> it's like, now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat that stuff because it doesn't make me feel good, you know? And I'm like, want to fuel my body. And it's just such a different mindset. I feel like in the last just couple of years, especially as my kids, you know, after the, when you have the kids and you just want to be a good example, it's when I think my mindset shifted and, and two, just like you, like when my own kids were in sports, I look at it so differently, uh, you know, as, as they've evolved throughout their sport. So it's, it's fun to watch like us change too. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. 
So how are you staying? You're doing the weight training, but like, are you doing anything else just to prevent or deal with injuries? Like, are you doing anything like Pilates or stretching or, you know, that, that type of thing? Yeah. So I try to incorporate some yoga just because I think it, um, um, you know, helps with stretching as well. Um, I don't, I've done Pilates in the past. I'm not doing it consistently now more just because of time, right? It's easy to do a class for one hour, go outside. I would think, um, I've been fortunate with injuries. I would say, you know, I think the big thing is if something's nagging you Mm -hmm. deal with it immediately. I think, especially as we age, because the recovery process is so much longer. So when I've had to do physical therapy for my back or, Mm -hmm. you know, right now I'm dealing with a little patellar tendonitis in my left knee and just Mm -hmm. being really diligent about, um, taking care of that icing, stretching, et cetera, is, um, I think key when you're older, because instead of, you know, a couple days, like I see my kids recover, it takes us weeks to a month to, you know, recover from a nagging injury. So to me, it's just not ignoring it and staying on top of whatever it might be that, um, is helpful. Um, I use one of those, you know, hypervolt guns for massaging. I also do a lot of lacrosse balls. Like if Mm -hmm. I have arm stuff with my tennis, you know, just on the wall, like massaging backs and shoulders and stuff is really helpful to kind of get more into that deep tissue for areas that are bugging me. And then of course, ice as needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have one of those hypervolt things too. And it's amazing. I, I think back if I would have had that in college, like I do think that really <laughs> helps with the recovery. Yes, no, I would agree. And even foam rolling right to me, mm-hmm. I think is something we didn't have in college yeah. either. And I'll do that a lot, especially like my hip flexors mm-hmm. um, to open those up more that. So that's another thing I would say I consistently do just because that those are areas of, um, problem for me. So I try to focus on them to hopefully prevent, um, you know, injuries or soreness. Is the yoga something you go to your gym for a class or do you use an app or? Yeah. So I, I go to, uh, the gym and then our, our, my gym also has an app that you can do classes at home with. So, yeah. I've tried to get myself to do yoga for years and I just, I lack the patience. Like, I feel like it just, (laughs) I, I always say like, that's my new year's resolution, like for the past 15, 20 years, you know, I'm going to start to do yoga and then it just never happened. So that's what I was asking. I'm always like, if you have like a app, that's not super boring, maybe I would try it, but I I don't know what it is that I can't get myself to, to like it. Well, you're a go-getter. And I think one thing I've learned in my old age is I have to listen to my body more mm-hmm. like those days when I'm tired, like to me, that's a great option because I, you don't want to sit up. You don't, you don't want to have that next day where you're like, oh, I should have done something yesterday. Cause you, you feel better when you do some type of movement. So that's at least something that's a little more low key. I think for those days that maybe you're less motivated or you need a recovery day, it's a mm-hmm. great day to throw in a yoga or, or some you know, just go do free weights mm-hmm. at the gym, something that's a little different or in your house, you know, you can, mm-hmm. or like I said, body weight, there's a lot, you can do push-ups, squats, lunges, et cetera, that, um, you're still moving and burning some calories, but it's not maybe as intense as 
some of you runners like to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely changed the intensity. So I, yeah, I agree with you. And the other part, like I like the body weight stuff because, well, we haven't traveled, but you have a job just like I do where you typically would be traveling if it wasn't for COVID. And those are things that you can do in the hotel room or, you know, if, if it's a hotel that doesn't have such a great gym. So that's one of the things I've really liked. Uh, what do you think, like, like, how do you think you've impacted your kids? I mean, they've seen you working out through the years. They're all active in sports, correct? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope I've set a good example and I hope, you know, even, you know, during the summer, we are like, what are you guys going to do to move today? You know, if they don't have something scheduled, because I think you do have to learn a habit to, um, and make it a priority and, and realize it's a part of your overall health, right? It's not just the physical, it's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the psychological. So I think it's, um, I hope I've set a good example. I think, you know, John and I both try to, anytime our kids ask us to do something physical, we've kind of made a pact, like, absolutely. You want to go run or bike or play Mm -hmm. tennis? The answer is yes. Right. Because we want to set that good example for them to, you know, hopefully build healthy lifestyle habits as well. Yeah, that's great. What about just overall nutrition, like for your family and for yourself? Yeah. You know, in a way COVID has been another blessing for that. My daughter has really gotten into, um, just eating better. Like we eat well as a family and we've always prioritized fruits and vegetables. My downfall has always been sweets. And so I think just having the time kind of during COVID, you know, to, um, spend on looking up new recipes and alternative ways to eat, you know, subbing more like vegetable type pastas or incorporating more fruits and veggies. We've started eating, you know, a lot of grain bowls and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sweet potato bowls and things like that, that I never would have done before. And I think that's so important to, to set your kids on the right path. Cause I I mean, as kids, we didn't have that. Um, I mean, we ate fruits and vegetables, but we got what was in season. Like today, mm-hmm. everything's available all the time. Mm-hmm. The other thing we did was join um, a CSA. So we get a box of, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables every week, which has been great to introduce us to new things because mm-hmm. like I would never buy leeks at the store or, mm-hmm. you know, some things you get in there that we've different types of squashes and stuff. We've been able to look up recipes for and make really great things that, you know, will become staples for us. So I think just trying new things. And I've actually been using the app Noom. You probably have heard of it, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily for weight loss. It's more just like the whole, why you eat what you eat, the science behind eating. Um, Just, I would say more kind of like mindfulness, but awareness of how food affects your body. I think as athletes, we just I was able to eat kind of whatever I wanted and I mostly chose healthy foods, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think you, as you age, it's just, I feel like food affects me more than it used to. You know, I can definitely tell when I eat certain things, if I feel good or not after eating them. And so I think I've enjoyed doing that just because it's created more awareness for me, um, in terms of what I'm eating and why I'm eating it. Is it Noom with an N? Like N-O-O-M? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. I will check that out because 
Yeah, I'm like you, like we've definitely shifted maybe a little bit before COVID, just trying to eat healthier. I feel like we had a lapse in there where we were eating out a ton and just all of a sudden got in, not necessarily like bad fast food, but just kind of got in a food rut. Um, so the yes. Stim Pot and the air fryer have helped me a lot just so that we can eat relatively clean, but not have like these elaborate recipes either. I agree. We've got an air fryer too, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's awesome to make uh, things quickly and in a way that avoids a lot of the, you know, oils and Mm -hmm. fried. So that's awesome. And, you know, my daughter, I think it's helpful when you have someone in the family who kind of takes hold of it and is interested in it. And then that kind of has springboarded the rest of us into, um, you know, wanting to to do better as well. So hopefully those teenage boys will come along. They're not quite as convinced yet, but Fine, isn't slowly, either. right? I know. I know. We can just keep putting it in front of them, right? And just hopefully, you know, even, yeah, it'll kind of take over. I don't know. Sometimes I, uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes I go down and it, my son's, he's in the basement and I mean, I'll go down. And I'm like, where did you even find all that junk food? You know? It's, it's, so yeah. it's it, Well, it, and like you said, like the exercise habit, hopefully they're yeah. seeing us do that. And I think if you can, you know, they're, they're missing a few uh, maturity cells in that brain. Right. We all know. So hopefully yeah. with the example yeah. over time though, and yeah. I think once they realize too, they're going to need, you know, focusing on protein and fiber for performance. I think yep. as they get a little bit older too, um, I think maybe that will motivate them as well to, to be more healthy as they get more into their sports. I agree. I agree. So you've got the Noom app. You use the app at your gym. We both have the air fryer. Like, are there any other tools, books, apps, anything like that, that you use for working out or just for generally staying healthy that you recommend? Oh, the hypervolt too. Yeah. The hypervolt. Yeah. And then, you know, I get the, um, the Under Armour, my fitness pill emails too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'll sometimes, you know, um, get recipes, um, off of that. And actually our, we have Lunds and Byerly's up here. It's probably, you know, I would say more of our upscale grocery store Mm -hmm. chain and they'll send out weekly emails too, that sometimes have good recipes. Yep. So I'll just skim those just for, like you said, sometimes you get in a rut and just need uh, new ideas. And so yesterday I, we made a great dinner just because I had gotten the email that morning of like a wild rice apple grain bowl, which was really mm. good. It had tons of veggies in it with just mm. a, like a quinoa and wild rice base. Mm. And um, so that was, um, you know, just kind of, I think sometimes we get too many emails, but I think it also depends what your focus is. So those are things that have been helpful for me just to get new recipes. Um, PCRM.org is another website I've used for recipes and it's escaping me. It's a physician-based website um, that also has some really good, um, I think it's more vegetarian and vegan. And I mean, we definitely eat meats. I, I tend to stick with, you know, organic lean Mm-hmm. Um, protein, you know, mostly chicken and turkey fish, but, um, that's been another website where I've gotten some, I think for us, veggies is the, like incorporating more veggies is yeah. what is my goal. And so that's a website too, that has had some good recipes that we've enjoyed as well. 
That's a good one. I will look that one up too. Cause I'm, I, I feel like we do well with the fruits and like you said, the lean protein, but it is trying to get us all eating more veggies. That's probably our biggest struggle. We've done a lot better in the last two years, but we've still got a ways to go. What do you, you've already kind of mentioned like that you want to be, you know, fit for your grandkids, but like what else keeps you going? And also like, what are your goals for, or have you even thought about it? Like for the next 10 years? My dog, my dog keeps me going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Me <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think getting 10,000 steps a day is yeah. really great too. So like yeah. she, I, we get out and walk, like we've been able to do a lot of hikes too. She loves that when she can kind of get off the leash. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, she helps with that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, I've realized too, like, I can go work out really hard for an hour or so in a class, but then if you sit the rest of the day, mm-hmm. that's not good for you. Right. So I think incorporating more movement into my, each day, especially working from home is kind of a goal of mine. So like mm-hmm. getting up every hour, if you can, you know, between meetings, incorporating, I've even thought of making like a list on my study wall of like, you know, different exercises that I can just do every hour, you know, whether it's wall sits or even a, using my exercise ball to sit on instead of, you know, a, a office chair. Um, I would say trying to incorporate more movement in my day is kind of my short-term goal. Mm-hmm. And then long-term, I think is just like you I mean, it's really nutrition for me. I feel like I've been fortunate to have the exercise habit my whole life, but just really being more mindful of my eating and how I feel um, you know, after I eat and it, it's, I think the thing I like about Newman, it's, it's not just, it's not a quick weight loss program. It's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. change. And so I think being mindful of your sleep, of your Uh stress, right. And your exercise and your nutrition, like it's the whole package. You can't Mm -hmm. just change one and hope for success, but I think it, it takes time. You have to build all of those habits over time. And I think when you can be, you know, um, mindful of all those things that are important to a healthy lifestyle, I mean, that's the goal for me, but as we all know, that's takes a long time to, to get there and you're going to have setbacks. And I think that's, um, you know, where you have to have the, you know, confidence and awareness to just get back on the the wagon and not Mm -hmm. beat yourself up over it. So many times I think people want a quick solution and there isn't one right to coming over off an injury or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, losing weight. I think you really have to commit to a complete healthy lifestyle. And that, as I mentioned, includes stress and sleep as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I started using the Calm app for sleep, um, but I'm going to look at this new because I haven't used that, but the Calm app does help me. My husband thinks it's hilarious, but it really does help me like truly calm down at night and just deal with some of the stress and whatnot. And I'm going to go get my exercise ball and sit on that again. Cause I used to do that. And I, it's like, you forget little things like that, that can really make a difference. And then your posture all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, I'm hunched over, you know? And so I like the idea of just moving a little bit every hour and I've got three dogs. So we had a, we have one of those COVID puppies. <laughs> so he, uh, he definitely keeps me moving too. So that's yeah. great. Good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and I just like the, one of the whole goals of this podcast was just to get p- people that are, are really competitive. And then you have to change your goals as you get older. I mean, we just have to adjust and it's, it's just, I love hearing like the different mindset shifts and learning from, uh, you know, people that are doing great things out there. So I appreciate all the insights. Um, do you have any last tips, I guess, for, you know, maybe the people out there that aren't as internally motivated, you know, do you have anything that, you know, piece of advice that can, you already have given a ton of wisdom and especially the one where it's just like, don't quit. And it's not a diet and it's a light, you know, it's a healthy lifestyle, but maybe just one last tidbit. You know, I would say try new things. I mean, I've taken up golf recently and it's the most Mm -hmm. frustrating thing, but I think, you know, and tennis too, like anything where you can use kind of both hemispheres of your brain is really good for you as you're aging. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, when you cross the center of your body swinging or doing anything like that, that's what I mean by using both hemispheres, right? Like yeah. that's really good for your brain. And so I would encourage try new things. Like mm-hmm. there's something out there you're going to like. And I think, you know, as you said too, you've changed your intensity and in your running. And that's another mm-hmm. thing is I think, you know, listening to your body. Some days it's going to be intense and other days it's going to be a long walk with a dog and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think be willing to try new things. You know, I did triathlons and swimming was completely new to me and, you know, wasn't my favorite, but the more I did it, I saw the benefit of it. And so I would just say, try new things and keep trying till you find something you like and, you know, get an accountability partner too. If you have a hard time sticking to something, if you can do something with a friend and that's motivating to you, Um, I think that's great too, if you can find both internal and external motivation. So, and believe in yourself and every day is a new day. So don't get frustrated if you, you know, don't let yourself get into that negative self-talk. If you feel like you didn't do your best one day, Um, approach each new day as a, a new start. Yeah, I love that's that's all just such great wisdom. I'm just going to summarize uh, real quick the golf part. I had to chuckle because when I first met my husband, uh, we took golf lessons together, and so this would have been you know right out of pharmacy school. So uh, I actually cried because I was like, <laughs> it is so hard, and it's like you know it's something that I had never done before. So uh, you know it's it's funny because I've never gone back and tried to relearn it, but I thought you know that's something in the next five years. I actually, (laughs) I am more patient now. I'm a little bit more teachable. So I'm like, you know what, I need to at least learn how to, you know, swing a a golf club. So we'll we'll finish. It's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. I agree with you, but you're getting out walking, you're getting steps. Usually the weather's nice and there's, it's a good activity for those of us that are getting older, right? Something that we can drive to pickleball is another great one too. If you, you know, you have limited mobility, but Mm -hmm, um, mm want to work on your hand eye coordination, I think is it, that's when I've started to in these last couple of years, just with my love of tennis, it's kind of a natural switch, but another good one for, you know, people who may have hip knees joints problems, because it's not a lot of moving, but you still get good exercise in terms of, you know, like I mentioned, hand eye and reaching and bending type stuff. So Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kirsten. This was wonderful. And it was just great to connect. And like I said, you provided our listeners a ton of wisdom. So uh, I appreciate that. And just for the listeners, if you can like the podcast and then subscribe, it just really helps me show up in iTunes and I would appreciate it. So thanks again, Kirsten. Thank you, Sarah. 
Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.